and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Stanch. I'm the bearded legend, joining me by phone this evening due to the adverse weather conditions in Hainal and Loughton, Mr. Paul Levy. So supporters club updates in Saturday the 23rd of December. Coaches to Maidstone leave the ground at 11.30am for a 3pm kickoff. The cost of this one is £22 for adults and £19 for concessions with the usual £3 surcharge to non-members. And don't forget that this cost does not include your matchday ticket. There's two ways to book for this. You can either book at the supporters club or by calling the travel line on 07722. 135970 and one more piece of news to tell you about with the supporters club the Christmas beer festival takes place on Friday the 22nd of December the doors open at 5 for this one it's free to get in loads of beers loads of mince pies so get yourself down there and have a right good old Christmas time for that one fantastic and can be yours for a bargain price as Paul said at £7. So before we crack on with the week that was just a bit of news. So last week we surpassed a huge milestone for the podcast as we had over 100,000 listens to date on SoundCloud. So if you do listen on SoundCloud thank you very much and hopefully the next 100,000 listens will be of happier times starting with this episode right now. We're also available on TuneIn, Stitcher and iTunes but we've split from our current iTunes provider so we don't have any kind of back uh, dated figures unfortunately but we welcome all listens on all platforms so thank you very much yep so the week that was then starting with last Sunday the 3rd of December because while we were recording episode number 124 two things happened firstly Bishop Stortford tweeted that Freddie Monker has been, has been recalled from his loan spell Freddie played 14 games for them and he scored 3 goals that's a very good return yeah, good to have you back, Freddie. Good to have Freddie back at the club. And secondly, Kent T tweeted in the evening saying, please don't take my inactivity on Twitter or Facebook as a sign of anything negative towards our club. My father taught me it's better to say nothing if you don't have something constructive to say. The LOFC results in the first half of the season have stunned me into silence. I think they've stunned everyone into silence, Kent, apart from me and Paul, 
because if we were into silence, there wouldn't be anything to say on a podcast. <laughs> Thank you. So moving on then, Monday the 4th of December, uh, there was a lost AGM held uh, in the evening with special guest CEO Danny Macklin. Unfortunately, neither of us could be there, uh, but there is a very, very good summary on the lost website, which is also available now and well worth reading. If you've got the time, I would absolutely make time uh, to read that because there was some really, really important stuff that was discussed, in particular about the regen fund, lots of questions, lots of people asking similar questions about what happens next with that, what's, what, they, what are lost doing with it now. So do read that if you haven't already. The website also details what new CEO Danny Macklin had to say uh, and after they got over the uh, lost business, he was their guest and um, uh, I listened to some of that and it was, it was really, really good. So well done to everybody at Loft. Please do keep up the good work. Um, it just shows what can happen when we all pull together and the goodness uh, and the good nature and the good work that comes that when we are all pulling in the same direction yeah absolutely loft superb work uh, throughout the whole of the year and hopefully they can take that yeah. into the forthcoming year so Tuesday the 5th of December Danny Webb's under 18 Red and White Army were in action in the third round of the FA Youth Cup against Premier League West Bromwich Albion at Hawthorns so our team lined up we've been goal after Janata and at back Camilo Tayaka Hall Perkins as captain and Stevenson and then in midfield we had Phillips Haixu Kipriano and Claydon and up front, you might know these two names, Sam Dorby and Ross Satoru. And on the bench, we had Amadou, Carter Henry, Lopez, Shabani and Ben Youssef. Yeah, we only two minutes on the clock though. Unfortunately, those were a goal down, which then became 2-0 in the 25th minute. Nick Clayton Phillips got his and West Brom's second of the game. So sadly, we went in at half-time 2-0 down. Yeah, and then in the third minute of the second half, West Brom really made the game over and increased their lead with their third goal from Rayhan Tillich and then he finished the game off in the 86th minute as Tullock grabbed his second of the game and West Brom's fourth and that was the final scoreline so West Brom ran out 4-0 winners for me that was unlucky for the youth but playing against quality opposition and at the Premiership ground such as an established ground as the Hawthorns that would have been a great experience for them so although a disappointing result it should be a very good experience to take away there for the youth yeah absolutely I'm, I'm gutted for them uh, but, but that takes nothing away from them they should be absolutely proud of themselves I read that West Brom have international standard players in their team so be an excellent learning curve uh, for them uh, and as Danny Webb was reported to have said uh, to the boys at, at the end of the match that that is the level that they really need to aspire to and I actually think that that's, that's outstanding that, that's great motivation and that's where they need to be if they want uh, you know, a top career in the game it isn't an easy game to be in or stay in yeah, great point there. Great point there. So, as always, we'll keep an eye on how the youth do for the rest of the season. Yeah. And we already had Sam Dorby in the squad this season, Satoru, and I'm sure there'll be a few more well, yeah. coming through. So, really good to see. So, Wednesday, the 6th of December. So, a very quiet day or an outlet towers, apart from a few mug orders being placed and processed. So, thank you to everyone, as Paul said, who has ordered their mug. Yeah, on Thursday, the 7th of December, happy 18th birthday to uh, Sam Dorby, young Sam Dorby. Yeah, and then Mooney, Friday the 8th of December. Doesn't happen often, but again, a very quiet day at Orion Outlook Podcast Tower. So two quiet days, not much to talk about, which uh, is a good sign for a football club, but not a great sign for a podcast as we move on to Saturday the 9th of December. It's first time in a long time that we haven't really had much going on in the week to really talk about. No, mate, absolutely. Yeah, we move on. The under-18 match against Peterborough was called off due to a frozen pitch, unfortunately. But the Orient welcomed top of the table Sutton to 
right up as follows. Dean Brill in goal, Judd and Garlat happy and Widdison across the back with McEnough, Lawless, Clay and Dayton in the middle and two up top were Harold and on substitutes with Granger, Pollock, Westbrook, Caroma and Mooney. Yeah, so that was one change from the solid hall lineup last week as Alex Lawless came into the team as he got over his injury and he came in place for Henry Oching, whilst Josh Caroma replaced Sam Dorby on the bench. So, Mr Levy, it's weird talking to an empty chair um, and to you over the phone. This is very odd, but your views on the team? Yeah, I mean, not for the first time. It looks like a decent side on paper. So, let's see, let's see how this one goes. Yeah. Um, obviously, as we always say, we write these at the time uh, rather than in, in retrospect. So, yeah, for me. Yeah, exactly the team I expected from what was being reported earlier in the week that Lawless would be back, so I thought he'd come in for Oching. So I think that is Justin's strongest eleven currently available. Obviously, when Corson and Ella Kobe come back, the central defence will change, I think, um, but that's exactly the team uh, I expected to see. So the match kicked off on a cold winter's day with the O's attacking the North Stand in Justin Edinburgh's first game in charge at Brisbane Road. Decent atmosphere. I think it was a mix of uh, a bit of trepidation, obviously following last week's performance and result. But I think everyone was hopeful, and the majority of fans that I spoke to were happy that Justin had been appointed. So it was a bit of excitement. Uh, certain fans bought quite a few. We'll come on to the attendance in a bit. But certain were quite loud. Good atmosphere. Obviously, them being top of the table. Uh, and I think the O's started well. It was challenging for balls early. Crowd were loud, and that really paid off. As in the sixth minute. James Dayton was fouled by Simon Walton in the box. Blatant penalty, mate. No kind of um and arm about it. Ref pointed straight to the spot. And we had a penalty. We had a penalty. So great start. But for me, no problems there for the ref. And upstep McCauley Bond, who smashed the ball to his left. A great penalty. Got pace on it. Got direction. Keeper guessed correctly, but couldn't get there. And we went one up. And we gave Justin Edinburgh his dream start in his first game at Brisbane Road against the league leaders. Bet you couldn't. actually really, really delighted to read that we, we got a penalty, so uh, absolutely brilliant. But following that goal, I, I read a lot of uh, tweets that were saying uh, that we were under a lot of pressure. Obviously, Sutton were pushing for an equaliser, causing us quite a lot of problems by yeah. the sounds of it. Yeah, they came right at us. They came right out at us, and they were, you can see why they're, why they're up there. They had two good wingers, they had a good front man in Lafayette. They looked dangerous, and you're just thinking, we need to hold out here for 15 minutes, because... I got the feeling had we conceded at that point Sutton would have ran right and in the 11th minute best chance of the game for Sutton definitely in the first half where they got a free kick the ball got headed down for Lafayette and he had time and he had space and he took a touch or two and he had a 1-1 with Brill where he was pretty much on the 6 yard box Brill made himself big Lafayette called it and Brill got an outstretched arm to it and saved it and I think that is a game changing moment because I think if that goes in it's a completely different game at one all and Sutton go on to win that so, but Brill saved brilliantly I must admit when he came out I did think he was a bit chunky I was looking at him going he's eating a pie or two but he was fantastic and I'm sure we'll come on to it at the pre-match tweets but he is very vocal and he's very good at organising and it's something that we haven't seen so much from Granger or Sergeant I was really impressed by Brill yesterday and I think that saved the 11th minute because it was the key point in the game. Yeah, I, I, I was speaking with Chris Kane earlier today on the text and he said that you know, he was barking orders at them and guiding them and telling them, which is, I certainly think it's something that we've been lacking for a long time because Alex Chittap wasn't like that either. 
and you know, those sorts of goalkeepers are hard to find. So it's good. Uh, we have been real between the sticks now, so more pressure from Sutton, though. Uh, we were we were holding up pretty well. Uh, and we almost made it 2-0 in the 24th minute because Butler dropped. McEnough's cross, the ball came out to Bond. But he tried the lob, um, and it's cleared off the line by their man, Collins. Should he have... Was that the right instinctive decision to lob, or...? I think he had a bit too much time. I think after scoring a goal, I think he tries to be a bit of a showman, but can't really fault him because that was going in. Collins got back well, but he could have also just smashed it, put his laces through it and seen where it would have gone. But he was unlucky there. But if you were being harsh to him, you could have said you could have put your legs through it. But I guess that shows a sign of a man who's full of confidence despite not necessarily having scored so many reasons or being in great form. Yeah, but I mean... He took his penalty very well, and then you know what you're going to get with McCauley Bond. You're going to get someone who works hard, chases the ball down, and goes onto the wings and, and, and tries his utmost. And in the 31st minute, McEnough, who was very involved in the game, very, very good and influence in the game, whipped in a great cross from the right. Bond beat his man. It was a very faint flick on. Keeper completely nowhere to be seen, and the ball just rolled wide of the far post. That was so close to going in. And had that gone in, I think we would have ran away with it. So close there from Bond. Bond getting himself into great positions and being a real nuisance to that defence. And then the rest of the half is, is a, sort of it's a really good game of football, both teams. Looking dangerous, sort of a bit of cat and mouse, a bit backwards and forwards. Yeah, it was, absolutely. Looking likely to put the other under a lot of, a lot of pressure. Yeah, and I think George Sessions nailed it for me when he tweeted in the 43rd minute saying, happy fouls Lafayette and the Sun fans are unhappy. I really don't mind the O's fouling this much though as it is breaking up the game which suits them and to me that was a really good point because we were breaking up the game we were being a bit ugly at times and that's something that we haven't done very often and I think that's something yeah. that Justin Edinburgh has recognised and he's just said to the experienced players look kill the game at points here try and if you get a goal up just be a bit clever don't go for the you know let them come and attack just use your heads a bit and I think that was evident at points yesterday and I thought that was a really good tweet because I think that kind of exposed what we were doing there Yeah, so brilliant first half that for me, really enjoyable. Uh, one where we, you know, in previous weeks we haven't had the luck, but I think we were lucky in that first half. We got the early goal that, you know, we've said in previous games we've been lucky not to get it, so we got the early goal and we showed, showed fight, showed desire and determination against one of the top sides in the National League uh, and the crowd were up for it. And it was just a good atmosphere. I think the ref, who I think gets mentioned again in a few post match tweets, thought the ref was having a very good game, was communicating with the players. Seemed on it, seemed like a very good ref. Uh, and at Kid Sam's no tweeted us at half time saying, This is the first league game since Geisley on the 2nd of September that the O's have led a league game at half time. I mean, that is an amazing stat. I'm sure Matt Bristow has probably tweeted something similar, but a fantastic stat there. Uh, so thank you uh, to Kid Sam's no there. Yeah, giving Matt a bit of a run for his money with the stats there. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, fairly noisy. I mean, they're top of the league, so you'd expect a decent, a decent, a decent gathering from that. And Sutton isn't too far, um, but no. not not a bad representation of them, um, as you'd expect. So second half kicked off, no subs for the O's, uh, and in the fifty third minute, we get a free kick on the left wing. McEnough crossed in, and a peach of a ball from McEnough. Howell uses experience, gets ahead of his marker, loops in a header, and it looped into the back of the net, and it was two 0 to the O's and I think that was the game changing moment I think that 2-0 Sutton just 
were gone at that point. I think that completely killed Sutton off. But a great delivery from McEnough. And we said previously that our free kick delivery and our corner delivery has been disappointing. But great delivery there from McEnough. And Harold using all his experience to head that in. Bread and butter for Harold. And brilliant to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really, really good goal. And, Brilliant goal. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, and, and good to see that he's confident enough to do that. You know, that there is still confidence from the experienced pros in that, in that side. Um, so well done to Matt Harold. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think that um, Harold hasn't really been fit since we've signed him. And yesterday he looked fit. And I think George Sessions alluded to the same with Lawless saying he doesn't think Lawless has been fit, and yesterday Lawless looked fit. So good to see that Harold gave us a 75 minutes and he was really chasing every ball. Same with Lawless. So maybe there were fitness problems going into the season, and maybe we signed Harold when he wasn't fit, but good to see those two and other players looking fit and running the line. I think we kind of, last week it was mentioned that Solihull looked much fitter than us, and yesterday it definitely, definitely wasn't the case uh, against Sutton. Yeah. So uh, I remember him saying in the interview that he was quite fit, but I don't think really any of the others uh, had. So yeah, that that has probably not helped uh, at all. Um, so moving on, then the next twenty minutes we looked pretty comfortable. Yeah. And we were passing the ball nicely, keeping the ball, um, and there was a great atmosphere. Yeah. And in in fine form, you you've commented. Mate, Southdown were loving it. The whole ground was loving it. It was just nice because at two 0 you thought the game was done. It wasn't like you were thinking, oh, we're going to concede it. We looked comfortable. Like it was going to be a routine win. Crowd were loving it. Justin's first game, obviously, so everyone's kind of more up for it than usual. So really good to see. 72nd minute, Craig Clay got booked for a foul. Then the 77th minute, David Mooney uh, came on from Harold. So for me, a great performance from Harold there. And it was nice to see when Mooney came on, considering Mooney's not had the best couple of recent weeks or recent games. He's been criticised an awful lot. We had the Mooney song. You know, everyone was very supportive of Mooney and that was good to see because it's not been like that on social media over the last yeah. couple of weeks, but it was nice to see everyone unanimously behind Mooney, um, yeah. which is good. I think when, when the team are trying and putting 100% effort in and putting bodies on the line, there's a comment that I read that sort of the shots are being blocked and people are actually going, I think Craig Clay went clattering into someone, so it's a really early on, real sort of great sign of intent. The fans will always pack the players when, when they see that they're leaving everything on the pitch. When they see that there is lack of effort and, and the lack of passion and desire, you know, people, the fans will feel short-changed and will sort of get on the players' back. So, no, it is good and, and, and good for Dave because he loves the club and he, and he, and he does try hard. So. Yeah, I mean, we've, I've not mentioned it in, in, the, in the commentary that I've put down, but several examples yesterday of Miles Judd putting his body on the line, getting back when he's really got no right to actually make the tackle and get back. Miles Judd was superb, and like you said, if the players do that, then rubs off on the crowd and the crowd rubs back off on the player and it's like a, a two-way thing that we need more of at Brisbane Road and I think we might be getting it now. And in the 80th yeah, minute, absolutely. we you know absolutely wrapped up the match. as unbelievably, we made it through nil. So Moon's got around the back of the Sutton defence, got a bit of time, he shot, he got deflected, the keeper was going the other way and the ball was rolling and you're thinking, please roll in, this will be like the perfect game if Mooney gets the goal as well. Mooney hit the post, the ball rolled back out to Bon and he did put his laces through this one, smashed it past the keeper. 
3-0, all the players were celebrating together, hugging on the floor, Theo's going mental in the south stand, just just past it, and you're just, you're like, this is typical Orient, you haven't won in 14, 15 games at this point, you, you're playing at home to the league leaders, and you're 3-0 up, what is going on? But it was just amazing, just amazing, just amazing, and at that point, you knew it was done, and you could just kind of, massive sigh of relief, and just enjoy the last 10 minutes, but Orient being Orient, obviously, in the 83rd minute, couldn't keep the clean sheet. He's gone. Sutton pulled the goal back. As right got past Nangala and then shot past Brill. If I'm being honest, I kind of missed that because I was talking to Chris behind me and I looked round and Sutton were cheering. So I can't say I actually saw that one. So I have to wait until I see that one back on the highlights. But I mean, a clean sheet would have been great. But for me, not the be all and end all. The be all was winning that game and the clean sheet would have been the cherry on top, which unfortunately we lost the cherry. That was really harsh. I mean, Dayton gets the ball about 25 yards out. The crowd is saying, shoot, he's got nothing going on ahead of him. He looks at it. I think the, I think it's a very comfortable save for the keeper. Takes an almighty deflection and the spin. It's one of those, as soon as it hits the defender, you're like, it's going in. The keeper's gone so early to get it. And again, the South Stand was just going absolutely bananas. And again, the crowd, the players are all down by the South Stand, all hugging on the floor. I think Mooney and Dayton went into some kind of Irish jig when Dayton got up. Um, yeah. I think it was something like that, but really good to see. And you could see the unity of the players and it was just such a good feeling. And, and again, typical Orient to be winning 4-1. And after that, nothing really much to talk about. Four minutes of additional time are being played. Justin got his name sang, so the South Stand was singing, Justin, Justin, give us a wave. He obliged as well, which was nice to see. Coroma came on for Bond, so Bond obviously gets a standing ovation, worked his socks off gets two goals um, and gets a massive round of applause. Karoma almost got a fifth. He got the ball, kept going past players. He had a shot that was blocked. Uh, and then the full-time whistle went. And Orient had their first win in 15 matches as rocking all over the world blares out over the Tannoys. I've got to be honest, it was lovely hearing that song over the yeah, Tannoys. And if you're listening and not a member of our Twitter or don't follow our Twitter account, that moment is on our Twitter site. Apologies for the bad language. There was a fan who we know who was kind of making his views heard so if you do watch that video uh, that isn't our views and obviously we disclaim all views that we get via Twitter as well before we read them yeah absolutely so uh, we're fortunate enough to be able to go to the post-match press conference um, and you were there um, and uh, we're now going to listen to Dulcet Day's interview with Justin Edinburgh so thanks for your patience and congratulations you had enjoyed that week Oh, very much. Um, you know, I think everyone connected with the club um, has been waiting for a long time, uh, but wasn't it worth it? And, and to beat the league leaders here uh, with that scoreline was was a perfect way to cap off my first home game. You were asking for a reaction and aggression. You got it today, didn't you? The right sort of aggression. I believe so. I think you know it's not going to be something that happens overnight. Um, you've got to work hard. Training ground's been a great, great uh, week there for us to. to for me to continue to implement my ideas and my thoughts and, and what I'm looking for for the team and I think that certainly mirrored what I'm about today. Um, I thought the two central midfielders were excellent today. You know, never 
never lost the second ball, let alone the first one. And um, I think that, that gives us the emphasis and the, and the time to the game to, to go on and win it. It was a big decision to give uh, the goalkeeping coach, Dean Brill, the chance in goal. He's, he, he showed that the decision was the right one today, didn't he? I believe so. I think, you know, I spoke last week about the decision behind it. And, um, you know, I think Dean's experience and know-how and, and game management, you know, typified everything about his performance today when, when we needed to take this thing out of it when we needed to speed the game up um, but like I say I still stand by that the two young boys here have got big futures but you know right now Dean's the man to, to, to steady the ship the goals have taken well yes very well you know I mean the penalty was dispatched fantastically you know there's a bit of delay and some gamesmanship from the keeper which you know Maka didn't allow and then Matty's head up uh, Dainty's deflection goal. Yeah, there was, all, there was all good goals. I was pleased with our final third play as well because you know we showed real brightness at times and we got some good balls in the box and, and, and looked to threat when we went forward. I think they've waited three months. These supporters for the league win. They enjoyed it, didn't they? And rightly so. You know they played their part today. You know they they got behind the team when they needed it. And uh, yeah, I'm just pleased for everyone because they're precious wins and um, you know it's, it's a fantastic one. But it's got to be one of many that we as we go forward. I've spoken to the Sutton United manager Paul Dos, where we were saying 32 players in the late nine squad. Do you want more? Well, I think we need to, to look to strengthen in the right areas. Um, I think when you say 32, you know, we've got to be uh, mindful of is a lot of them are young young players and um, had a tough time last year. You know, stepped stepped in for this club when it needed, but had some real tough times with results. And what we don't want to do is continue to expose them to bad times they want to be involved like Dan Happy he's played some really good games but he hasn't been on the winning team for a long long while that, that today he will cherish it and he will learn from that because okay you learn a certain amount from getting beat every week but you know winning games is, is we want the mindset of winners and it's been difficult so I understand that might say that we are 32 players but a lot of them are young young professionals you know so you know, I, I don't think we can say that we're, we're over-blessed with experience players and that's what I'll be looking to bring in. And what are the priorities in terms of positions? Well, I think uh, we'd, we'd probably need another striker, uh, another central midfielder and enforcer, you know, I think, um, so they're, they're, the, they're the main things, I think obviously we've had a good week with Josh Colson returning to training, um, so he, he's back now and he, he, he will come into the squad for Haringey next week, um, obviously Alex come back and played a big part today. George Edicobi's closing in probably about another two weeks so you know I have to be mindful of what's underneath to come back in and there's some big players there but you know I think we need a couple of additions to the squad and how would you approach the trophy? oh the game that we want to win you know I've, I've I got to the final of, of the trophy uh, when I was at Newport and, and it it was a fantastic occasion and it's it's a it's the cup that we can win, so you know, we'll, we'll approach it like we do any game that we want to go and get ourselves to the final of, of that competition. So that was Dulcet Day there talking to Justin Edinburgh and I've got to say I really enjoyed what Justin had to say. He made sense in all his responses. So Coulson back in training, Edekobi back in two weeks. He wants to bring in a midfield enforcer, um, so he knows what he wants already, he speaks very well and it was great to meet him and hopefully we'll hear more from Justin Edinburgh as this season goes on. Yeah, I definitely that as well. I think Justin speaks very reassuringly. doesn't ever overcommit on what he's saying. He, he sort of uses a few words to make his point um, well. So, uh, very confident in spying. I can only imagine that must rub off uh, on the players as well. But interestingly, Dave, Dave did mention what Paul, Paul Doswell commented on. And I just find that guy a little bit disrespectful actually commenting on the fact that 
our players have got previous managers sacked and we've got 32 and look at it here. You know, your guys got turned over. Just be a bit grateful and say, yeah, they did well. They're, you know, big club and all the rest of it and should be doing better than what they are. Just leave it at that. But he did to labour the point quite a bit in his, in his interview, which was a bit of a shame. But, uh, but never mind. The positives are... Yeah, we got the win and Justin, Justin was speaking really, really well. Yeah, so league table into that win. That win means that we stay in 20th place, but we're three points more in the National League. So we are now play 24, so more than halfway through the season. Won six, drawn six, lost 12. A goal difference of minus 10 on 24 points. So currently one place above the relegation zone. So your views on that, Mr Levy? Yeah, I, I sort of wrote this yesterday evening. Wow, wow, wow is how I started it. I just couldn't believe it. What a coupon buster of a result that was. Convincing win. In fact, I'm going to be bold and say what a thrashing that was. Really gutted I couldn't be there, but from what I've read and from what I've heard and seen, there were all the ingredients we expect from an Orient team. Fight, determination, and ultimately 100% effort from everybody. Delighted that Bond has added two to his tally of goals for this season, and he will be vital us in moving up this football league. Uh, they did a macular for superb by all accounts and when these boys are on form they are really unplayable and you know supplying the front two is something that we've really lacked uh, in our last sort of ten to fifteen games. Huge credit to Justin Edinburgh whose impact can be seen and also credit to Ross and all the backroom team, including the medical team, uh, for now sort of getting these players back uh, back into the fold. So let's hope this match is a turning point for us and not a one-off. Yeah, so for me, superb performance. Every one of those players fought for the shirt, I mean, which is all you can ask for. It was great to get the early lead, which we haven't done in recent matches, and we kicked on from there, really. Brawl made a fantastic game-changing save at 1-0. We never looked back. Second goal was great, like we've said. Great cross, great header, and good to see Bond get on the score sheet again. And for Dayton, we looked more organised, more up for it, and dare I say, we looked more National League savvy more clever in what we were doing so credit to that for Justin already for spotting that and he's hoping for more the ground was rocking it was great to see we have to make Brisbane Road like that for every game I thought the referee was outstanding so you know we have criticised referees but let's take a bit of time out to say that ref was a good quality referee today he let the game flow and he got the big calls right and was communicating with the players so now that the three month winless run is over he's hoping we can crack on and now go for an unbeaten run for three months, and wouldn't you just know it? That could happen. Yeah. That could happen. So, yeah. our fingers are crossed. Really good. It'll be a good Christmas for us. So, those were our views. It's a good point about being National League savvy as well. I think we have shown a little bit of uh, naivety at times, um, and, and certainly the refereeing standards at this league have been uh, atrocious. So, good to hear that there's, there's one good egg uh, amongst <laughs> all the bad ones. Um, so, those were our views. Tweeted from time at Paul underscore Abuffnot says, Short at the back and sharp up front. This is what we are capable of. The best performance in two seasons. Let's keep it up.
at the lead. She says, status quo are playing a decent run of the ball today and no hard luck stories. We've said that we would wallop someone sometime. And please, Justin, spotted the keeper issue and well done to everyone. We are back. Plastic grass, here we come. So that is referring to uh, the next game, which is Harringay, and our next National League game, away to Maidstone, is on plastic as well. So good spot there from at the Leachy. Well spotted, the Leachy. Matty, LOSD Evans tweeted saying, the performance to prove our critics were wrong to write us off. If we can replicate this week on week, week on week, there is no reason why we can't challenge next season, or even this season. Oh dear Wall, she said, football's a strange game. How could the same team I saw play so badly last week? Win 4-1 today, fantastic result. A fantastic tweet there, I like that one. Yeah, absolutely. Order Fan TV also with a good tweet. He says, we won in big capital letters. Every player put in a shift today. Having the experience of brewing dog could be what we've been missing this season. Edinburgh only been in charge for two games and I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah, great point there. And once we were three up, two up, looked very confident. All the players wanting the ball, everybody running. It was like it's been said, almost like a different team, but with the same players. At Jet Coates, fourteen. Says what a performance. Passion and fight were there to be seen. Defense was solid. Supporters were loud today, and the players stepped up to the pressure and performed for the new manager. Yeah, I agree. Jay, uh, Judd was immense yesterday. Brilliant all round. At Wadsey, said much improved. Still room for improvement, but the fight was back. Howard played really well, but Judd was my man in the match by far. Onwards and upwards. Let's hope the confidence quickly returns. Bradley Ackers 95 says, I don't think the manager could ask for a better first home game in charge, beating the in-league leaders 4-1. The strikers scoring goals, the midfield looking to get forward with the ball, solid defence and a goalkeeper making important saves at 1-0 up. Samuel LOSC 97 said, much better today, more aggression and commitment, like the way Brill is commanding, organising the defence. Big mention to Judd and Happy, who I thought there's a lot, lot of um, comments for, uh, around Dean Brewer as well. Yeah, great. absolutely. Marquio's 1106 is a quality performance. Edinburgh has managed to instill some fight, and that result should be the starting point to build a much needed confidence throughout the squad. Then Enforce said, Yeah, do you pedal underscore TW says we've won. We look so much better. Despite the goal conceded, I thought the defence looked much more stronger and together. Judd was outstanding and Brill made a great save in the first half just after the goal. I just hope we can keep it going. Nick Clark Ayles said Dean Brill is making a big difference, calming influence. Yeah, and London Gary W says a great result and a performance. For me, the big difference was the influence of Brill. He organised, structured and motivated the team from the back. Excellent. So again, like you said, lots and lots of people really happy with Dean Brill at the moment. But they're all saying about him being you know, quite commanding. So from that point of view, uh, I think, as I said earlier, that's really what we've missed. But yeah. I am underscore M.O. said, Judd the, key, Judd the keeper and Guile Nagas were immense. So glad the manager has dropped both keepers. Yeah, I mean, you know, like Justin said, hopefully Charlie and Sam have big futures in the game. I think he's made the right step to drop him 
at the moment, but I must say it was the first time I'd seen Ngala. I haven't been impressed with what I'd heard about him in the previous two games since his arrival on loan, but I thought yesterday he was very good, much better than what I thought he would be, so that was good to see. Uh, Vince Howard, 73, says we rode our luck a bit in the first half, but we were so clinical in the second. The fact that players were throwing their bodies in the way and playing with so much desire shows that whatever Justin has said during the week has really hit home. Good point there, Vince. CM Oriental says it was so refreshing to see players in their rightful positions and playing with passion and aggression. Fabulous result and hopefully the start of good things with Justin setting us up to do the things we are capable of. A happy Saturday for the first time in ages. Gorillas1985 says the last league win before today was at home 4-1. Let's hope we don't have to repeat that form again. Sorry, let's hope we don't repeat that form again after today's 4-1 win. An exceptional team performance. Judd, Brill and Bon were superb. Bring on the league after today's showing. Uh, Ed WXSC says the first time in a very long while the boys look motivated and it shows that with the quality of this league well it is if a whole team is motivated and organised then they will start to win Rushmore says delighted attack well and didn't shrink when we conceded Judd was class and great to win a match against a big physical long ball side Charlie underscore Paul said exactly what Justin Edwards said before the game each player needed to win their individual battles and they did which won us the game Justin Edinburgh's comments after the game also yeah, and the final word this week goes to our Orient Ballbag, who says not only was it good to see a win, but even better to see every play give 100%. From front to back, we were excellent. And when was the last time we could pick any of the starting 11 for man of the match? So thank you to everyone for that after match views. Those are all tweets that came in to at Orient Outlook. You can tweet us at any time of the day, at any hour. Just keep giving us your views on the mighty O's. Yeah, we did have a 4-0 and a 4-2 randomly, but no 4-1. So moving on to today, Sunday the 10th of December. So Miles Judd was named in the non-league papers team of the day. So a massive well done to Miles there. I think Macaulay Bomb was a bit unlucky not to get him get his name on the list. And I think Justin was quite unlucky not to get manager of the day on that list, considering in his first home game with a struggling team, he goes and beats the league leaders 4-1. But hey, that is what it is. Yeah, agree with you on that. The ladies' team were in action at the top of the table clash. They were away to AFC Wimbledon ladies. 
they did. And despite the valiant effort, unfortunately, they went down 3-0. They tweeted after the match and said, a lot conspired against us today. However, ultimately, it was just not a good enough performance. We have the chance, though, to make amends next Saturday. So it feels a bit strange. A, we're not recording in the same rooms again today. And B, <laughs> the, men, the men's team have won and the ladies' team have lost. Very um, odd. Both, both with convincing scorelines. So I'm not saying that there are forces at play here, but you just never know. Okay, so let's wrap this bad boy up then. So just 40 yeah. minutes gone. It's going to be an extremely short podcast. So fantasy football update. So Dave Hyton leads our Fantasy Football League on 902 points ahead of Sarah Garlic, who's in second place on 879 points. I had an okay week, but I've slipped to 106th place, but do know that this score does not include today's results yet, so anything can happen, and thank you for joining our league if you are in it. So for me, negatives, we only had one about the first team. So the only negative this week is couldn't keep the clean sheet. Dean Brill so badly wanted. So I know that when uh, we conceded the goal, Dean Brill made his feelings known to other defenders. Uh, I was told that by players in the North Stand. So he's very unhappy not to keep his clean sheet. I guess we can put negatives in, such as being out of the under-18s cup and the ladies losing today. But hey, let's not go looking for negatives in a very happy week. So we had, Judd, yeah. Yeah, Yep, so we received 270 votes. So thanks for voting. And the winner is Justin Edinburgh is our hero of the week as he had a massive 47% of the votes. Dean Brill came second with 26%. Miles Judd was in third with 19%. And McCauley Bond was in fourth at 80%. But they were all outstanding on the day and all worthy contenders. So thank you for voting if you voted. And again, we'll look to do more kind of Twitter poll votes for our Hero of the Week going forward. Yep, next week's fixtures then, just to wrap this up now, just the one picture as we make the short journey across the 406 and down White Hart Lane to Harry Gabe yeah. in the FA Trophy. Sorry, we're not going to that White Hart Lane. <laughs> um, it's under construction. They wouldn't be in the FA Trophy anyway. So if you're going... Have a safe trip and hopefully I'll see you all there. Yeah, so that's it. So thanks for joining us for a short episode 125. And what a rate to round off a quiet week. Four goals against top of the table Sutton. A scoreline no one predicted. But in all seriousness, an improvement in the team effort. The way the players acquitted themselves, putting their bodies on the line and leaving everything they had on the pitch, which embodies everything we as fans of Leighton Orient expect. So let's hope this isn't a one-off. And we get to see more of this. This has the potential to be the turning point in our season and see us move up the leagues under Justin. So sadly, the youth team's cup journey came to an abrupt end, but we should all be immensely proud of Danny and the team for getting so far. And our future is looking very bright. Yeah, we'll be back with episode number one through six next week. Hopefully we'll be in the same room as well and we'll have all the information, news 
and fan reactions and views that you could ever need. If you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe and give our podcast a review. We'd be very grateful to you for that. If you're listening to SoundCloud, tune in, Stitcher. I think someone else mentioned to me recently they listen on another uh, platform. So wherever you listen to us, however you listen to us, add us to your favourites. And that way you'll make sure you get all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. If you've got an older relative or loved one who you think would like the podcast, can you help them out for us? Uh, download it or just play it for them, however uh, it's most convenient. And just one uh, last mention that we have uh, some mugs, a great opportunity. There's a stocking filler, birthdays, if you've got any this month, only seven quid for one. Special offer, two for 12 quid. We can post them to you. It will cost just three pounds. They are securely packaged in boxes uh, as well. Um, so DM us uh, on Twitter, message us on Facebook to search Orient Outlook, or you can email us, orientoutlook at outlook.com. Uh, ask me at uh, Harry and Gabe Burrow next week, all being well that I'm there. Um, or, I don't know, send the carrier pigeon, however, you can communicate, just, just let us know. So we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And as always, keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Have a great week. Up the O's. <laughs>